0: Welcome to the murder board podcast this is a thank you for supporting us today i am joined with kevin welcome back kevin oh hello yes welcome to season five um and then we have some newcomers this season which i'm very excited about first off we have hunter hey what's up and prince No, what to do thank you guys for coming on here this is going to be a really interesting conversation tonight we are discussing as you know by the title Freddy vs. Jason from 2003, so number one, if you haven't seen this movie, this is your spoiler warning, and if you have, I hope you enjoy our little show. Uh, So yeah, first of all, welcome to season five. We've already kind of went over some, this is the second subscription episode that's a part of season five, so if you're listening to this, then you could have listened to the last episode, but uh, just to get another formal introduction as we're kind of easing ourselves back into things, welcome to season five. Season five of the podcast is the logo is green. We're kinda catching up on a lot of classics. We're kinda getting back into more basic roots, as I like to call it, but there are gonna be some surprises in there. And Freddy vs. Jason is one of those. Uh this is a movie that was requested to us like back when we first started in like twenty twenty by both people who have done the podcast and people who have listened. The reason I have not done it is because we were focused on other things and uh, around the time we just, this did get requested, we hadn't even done the first uh, Friday the 13th or Nightmare on Elm Street yet, and me being the structured person I am, I like to get through the earlier stuff first. There's a lot to talk about, but before I get there, I do want you guys to get a chance to introduce yourselves. So, starting with Hunter here, introduce yourself to the podcast. Who are you? Just to kind of get a more... Basic understanding and flow into the podcast. Yeah, just give us a basic introduction of who you are and your relationship to movies in general and the horror genre, thriller genre.
1: I'm Hunter from Utah, and uh, me and my my childhood friend Ethan have watched horror movies since we were kids. Um, we've even started a trend. That I subjected Walter to at one point, where we watch extremely shitty horror movies. Oh yeah. I remember. Um. So so, <laughs> it's kind of a huge spectrum. Uh. We watch just all kinds of stuff. Um. But the Friday 13th series is like near and dear to my heart. It's like my favorite slasher franchise. Even though I know that the majority of the movies are pretty ass, mm-hmm. but I love them anyway. <laughs> um. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what else much I could can, I can say about myself besides, like, horror is my favorite genre, and I never thought I'd be talking about it in a medium that's, like, more official than just having, like, a conversation with random friends, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you for calling us official. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm very surprised because you saying Friday the 13th is your favorite franchise warms my heart to the core because... You don't know how many times I've tried to talk about this movie, and we have mutual friends. Not a lot of them, you know, would give it the time of day. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, like, uh, if you go back and listen, and I'm speaking to everyone here, but if you go back and listen to our episode on the first Friday at 13th, that was done with me, Zarya, and, and Savannah. And they did not like it to the oh, point no. where we... <laughs> I And they kind of convinced me that it was a bad movie, but really, we just had a lot of fun making fun of it. It's a very funny episode. I just hate the audio is kind of off on that one, but uh, they kind of changed my mind on it. But even as years have gone by, Friday the 13th is just a, I'll get into my spill about it, but I, I do love the fact that I finally found someone that enjoys that franchise as much as I do. Um,
1: oh yeah it's it's insane i mean all the background stuff like we all, all the behind the scenes stuff is fun really fun too because like half the movies are all on cocaine and you're like all right cool
0: yes <laughs> i often tell people it, it friday the 13th has to be like the original saw because you know when me and, uh, me and kevin talked about this on the podcast as well when saw was coming out it was back to back to back every year friday the 13th was the only other series that i have known to have done that, like, the only other one that would come close is maybe Paranormal Activity, and even then, it was, like, two years in between each movie. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so, uh moving over to Prince here. Uh Introduce yourself, your relationship with movies, and your thoughts on the horror genre.
2: Yeah, so, uh my name is Prince, you know what I'm saying? I, I was never really into movies like that, like, crazy like that, until, you know, uh, 11th grade. And I was with Walter. Walter, I got to give you flowers, Like, walter been into the movie. So, you know, just hanging around with him, he kind of, he put me on a lot. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, I remember in Mr. Bryant class, he wouldn't do no work but have a whole screenplay written by the time the bell runs. So, yeah, man, I got everything really I know is really from Walter, really. Just hanging around him.
0: Appreciate it, bro. Appreciate it.
2: Um, I don't really get into the horror stuff. You know what I'm saying? Um. Uh, I'll probably just stick to like action and all that. That's probably my favorite, John.
0: All right, all right, that's cool. And then uh, Kevin, let's go back to you real quick. We pretty much have all the information we got on you, I think. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So we'll just start with this. What's your overall take on before we get into Freddy versus Jason specifically? What is your overall take on the Friday the Thirteenth franchise and then the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise?
3: Classics. You know, I, what I didn't know, something about um, Friday the 13th, I didn't know Jason's mom was the first one to kill all the teenagers. I thought it was Jason at first, but no, it's not. Um, I, I love them to a certain point, but I also hate the shitty ones, too. Like, I'm realistic. If that makes sense? Yeah. So, I'm not... I, I like some more than others. Like, for example, like I like the Manhattan one, the Friday the 13th in, man, in Manhattan or whatever. That one's yeah. cool. Um, I even like some of the Jason movies that they have. like uh, When he's like a freaking cyborg or whatever, they heal him back and they, they're in space or whatever. It's so dumb.
1: Yeah. Dude, Jason X is the shit. <laughs> yeah, Jason X. Look, look. they might be shitty
3: movies, right? But the kills are awesome. And that's why oh, you watch yeah. them. You know, you watch them because you want to see how these people die. And it's like they die in such gruesome ways cuz just Jason's just a savage and he doesn't give a fuck. He's just he's just a tank. I agree. But uh Elm Street is nightmare stuff. So like that one's a different ball game where you're like I don't feel like I should go to sleep after watching this. And I just love the prosthetics and what they do. They have fun on Nightmare on Elm Street. Like the way they kill the cast off is always in such a creative way and I've always liked that. I've always liked the creativity in horror movies and the prosthetics and making it look real and everything and Friday, the, not Friday the 13th. Nightmare on Elm Street is probably like one of my favorite ones to do just that. So I have love for both franchise.
0: All right. Let's go back to uh, Hunter here. Yeah. Overall thoughts on Elm Street. And you kind of gave a little bit on Friday Thirteenth, 13th. But you can expand on that if you
1: want. So uh, I, I mentioned my buddy earlier that I grew up with. Um His favorite slasher franchise was Nightmare on Elm Street, mine was Friday the 13th. So we would constantly have arguments in, like, uh, late elementary, like, early junior high like, who would win. And we finally got a movie that actually, like, showed us what would happen. And it became, like, one of our most watched movies for, like, three years straight. Because, like, that is what we had been waiting for for so long. And it, it was, I find it a lot of fun. Um, I mean obviously you know Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm sure would suffer from the same thing that a lot of slasher genres s- suffer from where like the further they go on it feels like they just kind of churn them out and you're like man these are ass <laughs> but you still love them because like you still have the love for it but it's, it's not it's not good necessarily <laughs> you know you what I mean <laughs>
0: yeah yeah those those later movies, or I guess nowadays it would be like middling, especially with Friday the 13th. But those like middle, basically anything from like late 90s on is not fundamentally <laughs> not considered good. But there are still some enjoyable ones out there. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh Prince, I know you're not too much into horror, but do you have any thoughts and or um? Opinions about the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise and the Friday the 13th franchise. Have you seen any of these movies?
2: I don't want to get kicked off the podcast. No, I never seen the original Friday the 13th. I never seen it. And I don't think I've seen Nightmare on Elm Street either.
0: (laughs) That's fine. That's (laughs) fine. (laughs) I know a lot of people who have not seen the originals. Like a lot of people know them because they're like pop culture, but you'd be surprised how many people don't know. (laughs) Yeah. That's fine. Um, as far as I go, um, I'll say this. So when I really started getting into horror movies, it, you know, I tell this story a lot. But um, it started in eighth grade where a mutual friend of me and Kevin's um, did sub- force me to watch uh, Child's Play. And that's kind of what kicked off. Oh, my gosh. Out. You <laughs> I already yeah. know who it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you already know. Um, uh,
3: same, Walter, yeah. same.
0: Yeah, Child's Play is what kicked it off for me. And so from that point on, I, I'm a I'm a very obsessive personality. So like I was I would watch a franchise like back to back. And then like and then just like kinda like at that point, being so young, just kinda studying it in a way. Right after though, right after I kinda got my uh right after my obsession of Chucky kinda subsided, I did move on and that's kinda why I, I am the way I am now, it's just I have to watch things in a certain order and so after chucky was elm street for me and so that's why i would say that i have a i have much more of an attachment to freddie and his movies uh because they're the second like official horror thing that i was really watching um even to the point where i was watching like documentaries and if you know me i don't watch documentaries <laughs> but i did watch a lot of the elm street yeah. ones and i i enjoyed i enjoy it um I love that first movie. It is we have reviewed it on this podcast. You can hear my love for it. But I think if you're really wanting to learn how to be a director, Wes Craven is someone to watch and I think he does a really good job with Elm Street. Um and then as the movies go on, like we said, there I think um I'm trying to remember what I said exactly, but in that episode when we did Elm Street, I was I said that the most unique about Elm the most unique thing about the Nightmare on Elm Street movies that I noticed is not just the fact that Freddy Krueger is this kind of big, larger than life villain, and he's a he's one of those rare villains that enjoy being evil. Same thing with Chucky. But with each of those movies, they are about a certain subject, which is something you don't really get too often. I mean, nowadays you kind of get them a little bit more, get, thanks to Jordan Peele. People, movies are starting <laughs> to lean back into you know being about something especially in the horror genre, but Elm Street, you can look at all those movies, despite how bad they are, they are about something, they have a central idea, and that's what drew me in the most, um, you know, we've, we've covered, the first Elm Street movie, I think is, uh, it's a little harder to to decipher, but I believe it is about, um, religion, some, I'm drawing a blank, the ones that I know the most, though, that, like, you know, um, Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors, is about mental illness, and they talk specifically about teen suicide. Uh, Elm Street 2 is the gayest movie you'll ever watch. <laughs> <laughs> it is about that, uh, which we will get to at some point this year. Um, soon, actually. Uh, what, what am I thinking? There's another one that really, like, oh, Freddy's Dead. Not the best movie, but I do love the central idea of that talking about the foster care system and how kids are, honestly, once they turn 18... Left behind and then just kind of thrown on the streets, especially in the late 80s going into the 90s or I think the early 90s, which um, if you know your eras, things weren't all good at that point. Um, But it just especially when they talk about the lower class, I know Elm Street five, they talk about teen pregnancy and the lower class and just how, you know, more well off families were willing to just dump their kids out when they did something wrong or they thought they did something wrong, and we'll talk about the parents of, of, of Elm Street in this movie here, because they are the worst people to ever exist, <laughs> and then as far as fr- uh, Friday the 13th, I've, I don't, I don't know, I can't remember the last, I can't remember where I watched, I think I did watch, um, I think I did watch Friday the 13th after <laughs> my obsession with Elm Street ended, because I know soon after that came Halloween, and I think I watched them both, and I will say this: the Friday Thirteenth franchise is definitely fun. Like Hunter was saying, like they're fun movies. I think if you're wanting to get into horror, those are the movies you should probably start with. If you're not, if you just want like a, a casual introduction to it, if you want to be avant garde about it, I'd say start with Psycho, but or even um Peeping Tom. But if you want just like a casual like push into it, start with them or start with Friday Thirteenth. It's it's a fun series. The first one is. Not good, but there's a lot of good moments in it, especially seeing Kevin Bacon and all that in his first role. As the movies go on, though, like I said, parts two through four is kind of like this Jason Voorhees origin legend story that I like really, that I like very much. And then after that, they get kind of experimental, then they go back to being kind of more. Uh, I think uh, I also said this before, but. I, b- I believe the general consensus of Jason Voorhees is that people think about is of uh, the middle movies where there are actual kids at the camp, and he is terrorizing people. So that would be like parts six through part six through eight probably ending with uh Manhattan, and that is kind of like the general thought of Jason. And then you know uh, I do know that uh one of the first like modern horror movies that I watched was the 2009 movie which. People always say it's a remake. It's not a remake. It's a reboot. There's a difference, but they classify it as a remake, but it's much more of a reboot, but that's beside the point. Basically, I don't have too much of an attachment to Elm to Friday the 13th that I do with Elm Street or other franchises, but I do think it's very essential, and it's very fun. It's just a fun time. Uh, all right, so before we take our first break, I do want to end on one little topic here. Kevin, you brought this up when I first announced the schedule. And this is just kind of like having really weird mashup movies or characters in movies kind of like going against each other. Obviously, we're here to talk about Freddy versus Jason. Um, kind of the best one in my opinion because I can't think of a lot of them. Yeah. But I I don't know. I don't how you feel about this idea in general though. Just having like two characters from popular franchises or maybe even a TV show go head to head. What what's your what's your take on that, Kevin?
3: I'm going to agree with Hunter that like a lot of us horror fans were excited to see a matchup like this because we don't get to see that that often, you know, and if we do it's usually just mecha monsters and it's like, okay, yeah, that's cool and all. But we want to see evil villains be evil against each other, you know, and I thought that was awesome that, you know, we got Freddy versus Jason because it's just we don't get to see that that often like I was saying and so. I don't know. It, it holds up pretty well. I, I would say, for how old it is, it's like twenty years old, right? Yeah.
0: Just, just over that. Wait, well, we... I guess it is twenty twenty three. It came. Out. Yeah. I don't. I don't know math. I don't fucking know. <laughs> oh my god! It's I don't like your investment and I feel old. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, Hunter, what's what's your take on these like mashup movies? I mean, yeah, just you know.
1: The only mashup, like, I guess, monster movies that we got before that was, like, the old school, like, black and white, like, Frankenstein and Dracula kind of movies, like, back in, like, but that was years and years before this, yep. and this is, like, two of the most iconic slasher horror villains of, I mean, even today's, mm-hmm. like, era, it, they're still that iconic, and to have them go up against each other and everything, and the movie's not perfect or anything, and we'll probably get into that later and everything, uh, but it's still so much fun to go back and watch, even now. Like, you can tell that it hasn't aged all that well, but it's still just a heap of fun. Like, it's just it's just insane, because they're, like, throwing each other across the fucking rooms and everything, and, like, it's super, like, comic book. And, uh, I mean, apparently there was supposed to be a follow-up where uh who is it oh yeah how ash ash williams was supposed to be in the second one and it was supposed to be freddie versus jason versus ash williams and i was like hearing about that
0: oh my god could you imagine insanity we'll get into that later but like uh or just a little bit but uh i feel like if that did get made into a movie it would be given to sam raimi no questions asked and (laughs) I I respect Sam Raimi, but that guy can go beyond a lot in his movies, but it would probably, it probably would have worked. It probably would have, as a sequel, maybe. I don't know. Because I guess, just I'm thinking now, because I I think Jason is technically a deadite, which is those versions, those Evil Dead's versions are just demons, but I think he is technically one confirmed, or canonically.
1: Because, like, it's been talked about that he's either, like, a revenant or a deadite. And, uh, apparently it's canon because of, uh, Jason goes to hell and I, I will say I fucking hate that movie. <laughs> I,
0: I love lo- that be- love- <laughs> Dude, that movie I, uh, its the one, it's one of the ones I've watched the least, but I will never forget the way it begins. I love the oh, way it yeah. begins because it's just, it's, <laughs> for people who don't know, Jason goes to hell is, it's worth checking out the first, like what, 15 minutes. <laughs> Where it starts yeah. off yeah, it starts off like a a modern, kind of like a Scream style Friday the thirteenth movie. And then they do the most bombastic shit where Right after the girl he's chasing, you know, she falls in the mud and everything. He's going after her. Right before he gets to kill her, she turns around and pulls out a gun and then, boom, lights, and it's the entire FBI, and they just light him up.
1: (laughs) They literally blow him to fucking smithereens.
0: Right. It's like, damn, y'all could have done this, like, decades ago, but they finally got the (laughs) (laughs) They found him? Yeah. They they never find his ass. (laughs) Yeah. They got him. Go look it up on YouTube. It's just a quick watch, but it, it like it looks like a generic like '90s horror movie. But oh, then right after that, they go full on like Pulp Fiction. Like they just blow it. They blow him. <laughs> they blow him up. And it's one of my favorite things ever. And then the movie oh, gets fuck? yeah. Then the movie gets stupid with the whole art, heart eating and the the crazy people at the diner. <laughs> uh, Prince. What's your take on like mashups? Do you, Cause uh, I was gonna say when I think of them, I, vs. Jason is not the first ones I think about, but. Do you do you have a take or an opinion on characters going head to head in movies?
2: Yeah, I think that's dope. I mean, uh, like bro said, we don't really get to see that in the horror horror uh, world. You know, I got a couple movies I wrote down that you know there's crossovers. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah. one of them was <laughs> Rugrats Go Wild, <laughs> same year. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. you, you don't really see it that often. But I, I feel like this movie had a lot of potential. It could have really, you know. It could have really, uh, you know, went crazy. Let me ask you a question, though. Yeah. If this movie would have kind of, like, lived up to, you know, everything, like, do you think that crossover genre or whatever would have been, like, more big or more successful or had more movies? Hmm.
0: All right. We're talking... Because we got to think about the day, the the year it came out. 20, 2003. What's that? 2003 is, like, right... You were right after Spider-Man. We're recovering it's from like- 9-11, so...
3: It's like Final Destination type shit
0: era. Yeah, but I'm thinking like, when did Lord of the because Lord of the Rings changed everything as well. When is that 2003? Because I will say this: if the movie yeah. would like blew up, blew up. Because the movie did it did fine, like it got mixed reviews. But if it blew up like you know, like a modern like even like a middling Marvel movie did at that time, I do think we would get a lot more crossover stuff earlier. Um. It just it would just be too ridiculous though. It would be like random shit. Like uh again, we're talking two thousand three. I'm pretty sure we would have gotten we probably would have gotten more superhero stuff. More really silly crossovers by that time. But if we're sticking with the horror genre, I know Leprechaun, they were gonna throw Leprechaun in into anybody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure I don't Chucky's precious to me, so I don't I I wouldn't have wanted them to do that. But I'm pretty sure they would have thrown Chucky in somewhere. Evil Dead, definitely I could see. Oh, I do know. For um, there was going to be right at this uh, a direct response for this movie was going to be a Halloween and a Hellraiser mix. I do remember, I do know that, and I don't. The way that story would have went, I would have hated it. Uh, but yeah, to answer your question, I do think it would have blown up. We would have gotten at least like. A four-year, four to five-year stint of just like crossover movies. Was, uh, and then again, like when did? Okay, no, Godzilla came out in the nineties, like late nineties. Okay, Well, you know what? Probably would have gotten a much earlier Jurassic Park movie, like a Jurassic Park meets whatever the fuck was out at that point, at that time. You know
2: how I feel about Jurassic Park, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? That's my oh, shit. Dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, not, do you not like it? Yeah. <laughs> nah, it is it's to me Jurassic Park is boring as hell. <laughs> <get into it. laughs>
0: yeah, outside I of like
3: Jurassic Park. I mm,
0: <laughs> I I kind of feel the <laughs> same way. I, I think the first movie is great, but I yeah. don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy watching it. <laughs> and then as the movies have gone on, they've gotten like these these recent like trilogy I did not like. Um, at all? I didn't like any of those movies, especially when they got into like splicing and cloning in humanoid or not humanoid dinosaurs, but like it's a little girl. But oh, sorry for spoilers. But I mean, it's been like two years. Has it been two years? (laughs) It's it's been a year. I think it's been longer. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) since Jurassic World. Yeah, it's been a while. If you're not caught up on the Jurassic World trilogy, that just kind of flamed out the whole premise that they got to was humans splicing the DNA with dinosaurs and that shit was stupid as hell because it was all up to one little girl for some reason. Lizard people. Yeah. Like, <laughs> DNA.
3: Skinwalkers. Yeah. It was about skinwalkers. <laughs> skinwalkers,
0: yeah. But uh that would have been
1: cooler. Are you kidding me? I would have been way more into that. <laughs> maybe.
0: <laughs> I don't know. It it's a lot of like sitting around and talking about dinosaurs rather than like and then they do like a couple chase scenes. I don't think... We're getting off topic. but I know, I know a lot of people blame Chris Pratt. I don't blame Chris Pratt. I just... I I don't want to think about those movies now. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. For Jurassic Park, I'd say stick with the first one and go read the book. Because uh, there is, it is based on a book. And I did kind of like the book. But again, it's a lot of just like explaining things. If you don't like science, then skip the book. But we're going to go ahead and take our first break. And then we'll be back with some movie facts on... Freddy versus Jason.
1: I'm disappointed in you, Jason. You disobeyed me. You were supposed to come back home, just kill a few of them. But I blame myself. I should have known you wouldn't be able to stop killing. You are like a big super dog who can't stop eating. Even though
4: your master said you had enough.
1: Now, it's time to put this bad dog to sleep. For God! Ha!
4: Ready for your thoughts, Chief! Ah! Oh, scary! <laughs> no!
0: back here are some quick facts about freddy vs. jason it was released august 13th, 2003 directed by ronnie yu if you know that name he did a lot of chinese kung fu movies but he also did bride of chucky which is one of my favorites and we will get to that later this year as well uh it was written by damian shannon and mark swift based on characters by Wes craven and victor miller film stars monica kinye kelly Rowland, jason ritter chris marquette Lachlan Monroe, Robert Englund as Freddy Krueger, and Ken Kitzinger as Jason Voorhees. And the plot goes as such. Two horror icons face off in this supernatural movie. Disfigured serial killer Freddy Krueger, who attacks his victims in their dreams, has lost so much of his powers since the citizens of his town have become less afraid of him. Enlisting the help of fellow violent murderer Jason Voorhees, Freddy orchestrates a killing, a new killing spree. However, when the hockey mask wearing psychopath won't stop chopping up Freddy's intended victims, the two ghouls start to battle each other. The budget for the film was thirty million dollars and the box office was one hundred and sixteen point six million. Uh the film received mixed reviews from critics but grossed over one hundred and sixty million or sixteen million worldwide, making it the highest grossing film in each series. Just to put that in perspective, there are th- there are twelve Friday thirteenth movies. And I believe there are ten Elm Street movies, <laughs> and this one is the highest grossing of each of those mo- of each of those franchises. Just to put that into perspective, not to say the others are you know didn't do well. I think uh, right after this is uh, Dream Warriors, um, and then I think with Friday the 13th, the highest grossing after this would be which would would it be uh, the remake? I think it's the remake, and then below that would be like either not Jason X it would yeah, one be one of those like, it
1: would be part four because that's when Jason kind of meet... I Tommy Jarvis is introduced in that one and he kind of gets
0: yeah. hacked up a little bit. but I know a lot of a lot of I know there's a, I know uh uh the one with the kids did really well too was it Jason Lives but um anyway. oh part six yeah. yeah yeah part six and Manhattan did really well despite people leaving a the theater feeling lied to yeah <laughs> If you've never seen uh, Jason Takes Manhattan, it's literally like they spend, what, 15 minutes in New York? The rest of the movie is a boat ride?
3: <laughs> yeah. That's so dumb.
0: Also, I have a problem, and I'll discuss it in this movie, with how far these towns are. If you know what the states of which these horror franchises take place in, even in Friday the 13th, it's very hard to believe that the that movie... Took so it took so long for them to get to New York, despite them being so close. And then you get to this movie; it's like, how do they get there so fast if they're all the way if they're all the way in Ohio?
1: Yeah, it's a six hour drive. Yeah,
0: <laughs> they got there in less than two. Yeah, damn. <laughs> if you don't know Friday the Thirteenth, the movie, uh, Camp Crystal Lake, is supposed to be somewhere like like Upper um, New Jersey. <laughs> Of, they just you know wrapped them up in duct tape and said, "All right, let's go." From <laughs>
3: right right. there, the whole way.
0: Um, last little couple of facts here. Uh, the film, this film marks uh, Robert. Uh, this film marks Robert England's final cinematic appearance as Freddy Krueger. For a while, it was the last appearance, but he did show up on the Goldbergs, a TV show that I highly recommend if you like 80s nostalgia. Uh, they did a Elm Street episode, which was really good um let's see this sequel uh, a sequel crossover with the evil dead franchise was planned but ultimately it was scrapped and turned into a comic book titled freddy versus jason versus ash which we talked about earlier uh freddy versus jason what okay freddy versus jason was first uh put into development in 1987 they've been trying to get this movie made since 1987 but it was due to all the rights and the different studios And uh, lots of really, really weird stuff that was going on around the time that prevented the movie being made at the time until 2003, or really 2002. Um, And I find it hilarious because this is not the first time, nor is is it, I feel like it's going to be the last time Freddie and Jason are going to be hindered by rights. They're the only ones, aside from Chucky, that I feel like have been fucked over by, like, laws and everything because... If you pay attention to any kind of news here, you know that earlier or late last year, earlier this year, they just got out of court for Jason and they're still arguing over Freddy as far as like who owns it, what to do with the franchise, who can make movies about it. And right now, that's why we have two dueling productions happening with Friday the 13th. We have a TV show that I'm really excited about. And then there's supposed to be a new movie being developed. But depending on what version of the story they can tell is going to be really messy. But um. We can get into that later if you guys are interested, but not shit. All right, and then uh, that's about it. So um, you guys have anything you want to add to that or no? No problem. All right, we're going to take our last break, and then we're going to talk about Freddy versus Jason.
3: My nightmare.
4: We're not safe awake or asleep. Why won't you die? Jason.
0: Place your bits. all right so we're back here we're gonna talk about Freddy versus jason oh boy this movie is a riot uh like we always start off we're gonna start off with our overall thoughts on the movie as a whole um i want to start with prince here given that you're the newest member and i like to put people on the spot What's your overall thoughts on Freddy versus Jason as a movie as a whole? Like, give us give us everything you got. Uh,
2: I think it's pretty dope. Like, I liked it. Um, like I said, it had a lot of potential. I don't know if it lived up to it uh, to me, uh, but yeah, it, it was dope, man. I, I really liked the way it looked. I like the cinematography. You know, uh, there's a lot of scenes that stick out to me that that just look dope to me. You know, uh, one in particular is the one. Freddy's trying to d- drown Jason in the lake. Yeah. <laughs> but the main character, Lori, she jumps in and saves him. And when he jumps out the water, I just think that's it looks super dope. So There's a lot of scenes that, you know, to me, look dope in the movie. So
0: And then, uh, Kevin, overall thoughts on Freddy versus Jason?
3: I thought it transitioned well. We talked about this earlier. I thought it transitioned well from being like going sharing the screen between the two. Like uh, going to the way Jason kills to the way Freddie kills. I like that aspect. It's very goofy. I think it's funny, very corny too. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought it was very corny. Um, I like what uh, Prince says that it was it could have done better, I think now in like nowadays, you know, matchup, classic matchup, pop culture. they could have probably done better nowadays. Um, let's see. I'm a little bit of notes here. Um, yeah, that's
0: pretty much it. Hunter, overall thoughts on Freddy versus Jason.
1: First of all, I got to agree with Prince that the, the scene where Freddy jumps out of the water and that slow-mo scene, super, super badass. Um, overall, I, I think I, I, my opinion on movies like this is that it's a fun movie and it's really, you know, fun to watch and, and if you, you know you have a good time watching it, is it a good movie overall? Not exactly. It could have been handled better. And they went through like like fourteen different revisions on the scripts and everything. And they just went through like so much. Apparently, at some point, they wanted uh, Freddy Krueger cultists called Fredheads to resurrect him. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, dude. I don't know if that would have been better or worse. But, um, I mean, I, I, I had fun watching it. I always have fun watching it. The kills in the movie with Jason, like, is classic electrocuting somebody by sticking his arm in, like, whatever device is nearby and grabbing somebody. And then Freddy Krueger is always, you know, Robert Englund. You know, you know after doing it for so long, kills it every single time. Yeah, I, I mean, good. They I, I, I give it a solid, maybe, like, six out of ten. Overall, maybe still fun though.
0: All right, all right, yeah. I, yeah, this, I agree with, this. I agree with all of you guys. I think I probably would give it a little bit more merit. I, I will agree. Ah, no, nah, sorry, I, my thought, my brain sucks. Okay, I will say this starting off, I agree with Prince the most here. I think when I think about this movie, I think when I think about this movie, I'm redundant. When I think about this movie, the number one thing that jumps out to me is the cinematography, especially the use of color. I love when you know directors or movies in general can use color really well and i think this movie blends the different tones of a Friday the 13th movie and a nightmare on elm street movie really well uh visually you know uh, this is something that m night shyamalan does a lot and that's quite kind of like why i really like his movies uh hitchcock did this a lot too but them just using colors to identify different um positions and different just um perspectives and who's you know which character belongs and what and i think they do that really well you know freddie is constantly drenched in red to the point where the whole entire screen is just red by the time we get to the boiler room but you know anything to deal with jason it's either green or blue and i just really enjoyed that especially when they're like in the neighborhood or in the the on elm street you know they, they utilize the different how you know the house is supposed to be the Elm Street house of which Nandy, uh, Nandy, which Nancy was supposed to be in, and so it starts off in a neutral kind of like you know, it looks like it would be a modern Nightmare on Elm Street movie, but as Jason gets closer and as the rain kind of starts to set in, it turns into this kind of like blue landscape, kind of like bluish green, and then when Freddy is, enters in, it just kind of clouds over this kind of red tint. I, I really enjoy that as far in, uh, yeah, Freddy jumping out of the water, doing his whole like. Superhero stance thing was really cool. I think, uh, just as you uh, mentioned, Kevin, uh, all the hits, everyone just getting flown across everywhere is just is probably my favorite part. <laughs> just, how strong is the? How strong are they? <laughs> that's how, That's my only question. Because like, the one whack from Jason throws someone like fifty yards <laughs> into a wall. I really enjoyed that the most. Um, overall, this movie is good. I I can never not be tired of watching this movie i think i've gotten to the point where it was a point where i didn't watch this movie often but somewhere around like i want to say around 2018 2019 around yeah 2019 ish is when i re-watched it for the first time after so many years and was like this is pretty good and i realized after watching it again for this podcast i've re- i've watched this movie at least once a year because i know i watched it last year and i know i watched it around the time halloween kills was coming out and so I just I've gotten to the point where I just need to watch this movie like at least at some point once every year and I'm completely content with that. But this is a really good movie. I, it's not perfect. It is very campy but in the best way. The effects are probably the the downside. A lot of the CGI kind of sucks when Freddy's turning back and forth with between um himself and uh Mrs. Voorhees. It's, you know, it's very noticeable. Even the the giant Alice in Wonderland worm we get later on is just <laughs> oh, dude, Fred
2: Orm is the
3: fucking best. No, bro, he, he brings out the bong, bro. I'm here for it.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay. that, that one was from the movie. It, oh, so the... <laughs> yes, they kept it. Yes, like it's a great scene. It's just the the CGI is just kind of noticeable, but it's really good. Yeah, man, the,
3: Fred... that's why I say it's corny. <laughs> that's why I say it's corny.
0: But um, I I do say that I think a lot of the scares still work, especially earlier on, as we're just as Freddy is trying to regain his fear. Cause, uh, let's just be honest, this is a Nightmare on Elm Street movie featuring Jason. Like it follows all of the the tactics is, and rules while it's Jason. Supposed should. to be. Yeah, and I I I do like that approach. I think, but that's kind of like where I get into my, uh, what is it? What's the word? Where I get into kind of like my trepidation with mashup type of movies because I had the same. For here it works, like for Freddy vs Jason it works, but when you look into other things, like, and this is just the most recent one, and it's the one that I have a lot of like feelings towards because I watched it so many times. But the recent like Godzilla vs Kong, I was like so I was so excited for that movie, only to get like, you know, not the movie I thought I was getting. And while some some of it did work, it just that's a that's an example of how too much of a tone shift and too much camp. Can kind of drag down the previous movies because I I was a fan of the the previous movies of those Godzilla ones. I thought Kong Island was okay, and then so you get to a movie like Godzilla versus Kong, and you see similarities to Freddy versus Jason as far as like technique and tone. It just didn't work there. While I feel like rewatching Freddy versus Jason, I'm like eh, they make it look really simple. You could you could do it, but I guess it just depends on the characters, and I guess those characters don't really talk in godzilla versus kong so that's probably why but then again jason doesn't talk but he does so much in this movie
1: yeah and i I think you make a good point there because it's like doing crossovers it's hard to tell whose movie is it gonna be you know what i mean because in at least i fell in godzilla versus kong i did love the movie i had a lot of fun watching it but it felt more like a kong movie than it did a Godzilla movie, which is what I was going in expecting, but we got like all this King Kong background, and you're like, I just want to learn more about the big lizard.
0: <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and I think that was done by design. It probably would have been a smart choice, but the only problem with blah, blah The only problem with that that I, that my main problem was the fact that building up to that movie, we got a Godzilla-centric story. It was Godzilla's first movie that kicked it off. His second movie, which I is my favorite of that "quote unquote" trilogy. And like I said, I thought Kong Island was a good introduction to Kong, and I thought he would have made a good uh, adversary. But going into Godzilla vs Kong, they promoted it like it was going to be a Godzilla movie. I knew some, of the, I knew some of the spoilers. That why can't I talk? I knew some of the spoilers going into the movie, and I didn't care because I knew you know Mecha Godzilla was coming. So I'm like, okay, so that that's the real villain. But I, you know. As you watch that movie you realize oh wait Godzilla's not in this movie <laughs> it's, it's mm-hmm. Kong versus a robot and then Godzilla kind of comes in with the steel like so hey. yeah and I'm much more of a Godzilla fan so when, again when you translate it over here um, like I said I feel more attached to Freddy Krueger but I do find myself enjoying a lot of the Friday the 13th franchise I it just amazes me how they mixed it so well like Kevin was saying like it just all kind of fit together somehow. And I feel like if you do that with any other character, you're gonna have to do a lot to a lot of hoops and a lot of you know jump roping to figure out how that all works. In my opinion.
1: That's fair. Uh, I and when I when I was saying earlier that it's a fun movie and not a good movie, I didn't mean it's a bad movie. Not yeah. at all. It's I don't think it's a bad movie. Um but every single fight scene with Jason Freddie. Is like the highlight, and that's the way it should be, right? Yeah. Whereas, like, the side characters are like, eh, you know, I could take it or leave it. You know, when they're having that whole discussion scene of like, "Oh, Fre- Freddy died to fire, Jason to water." It's, but we've been shown in every fucking Friday movie that Jason can swim fine. He's okay in the water, dude. Like, yeah. that's not weakness. It's just like little things like that bother me, but not enough for me not to enjoy it. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: I don't know why, but I always giggle when she says that line. One, because it's just like it leads into a dream sequence where they just kind of like taunt her. But it's the fact that like, no, I mean, Freddie, you can, you have a point because in the other movies, he does kind of die by exploding a lot. But <laughs> Jason, really, you mean, you know, if Freddie died by fire. Jason, you need an anchor or something. You just need to, like, put him in one place so he won't come after you. <laughs> Because that's the only way he could really stop Jason. Like, he's died before, but really the best solution that they they ever offered was anchoring him down in the ocean, or the lake, I should say. Which brings me to my next question here. In this movie specifically, who is who is more scarier? Because I feel like Freddy's pretty normal, but I don't know why. I feel like Jason is the scarier one of the two in this movie. Hmm.
2: Yeah, I agree. Jason's the scarier one. I feel like Freddy would make me laugh. <laughs>
0: Freddy's so mm-hmm. short, too. That's that's the other thing. Yeah, like, yeah. He's about my height in this movie, so I'm like, you know, honestly, I could just square <laughs> up with him and maybe survive. Jason? Nah, my ass is gone.
3: <laughs> also get but, uh, ragged on. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, that, that's the thing, too, is that, like, I, to me growing up, Freddy was always more of, like, a fun character. Like, I always had fun watching him. Jason was always the more intimidating one to me, at least... You know, just my opinion, I was like, yeah, Jason's terrifying. You came face to face with that guy. Fuck that. Freddy, you would at least get a laugh before you die. You know what I mean? <laughs> See?
0: And so growing, like, as I was, like, watching these movies, I remember for the first time I had this kind of, like, in- inner monologue with myself. I've always thought that Freddy was the one, like, I always feel like you could get away from Jason. I mean, obviously not true, but when i was younger i was like you just don't really have to be there you just need to leave and you could probably survive now if you've seen friday 13th part 2 he has the ability to track you down but for the most part you just need to not be at the goddamn camp freddie on the other hand i have to go to sleep and i'm a person that really does like sleeping and i do have active <laughs> dreams and so that's why i've always found them more scary <laughs> that's fair with that being said though i'm i am in this movie specifically if i ever came across jason i just only imagine it being kind of like how the hulk does loki in avengers just being like slapped around <laughs> I mean, that's basically
1: what happens Yeah, for like the-, <laughs> the last fight
0: like jason turns everyone in this movie into a piñata
3: <laughs> know, you know when you go to the gym and you like overly force things open and stuff like you yeah much strength, that was Jason in this movie. Sure. <laughs> like, he hits you like with the end of his uh machete, you go flying. <laughs>
0: For real bad. Even, yeah. the, like, I think oh. one of my favorite moments is the fact that, like, so he kills, we'll, we'll get into the kills, but w- the thing that gets me the most is the fact that he, uh, after Will, which is the guy in the blue shirt, has his whole nightmare, and he's like, oh, I'm fine, and Freddy's like, I'm not strong enough, he wakes up, and his dad is just sitting right there, and his dad's head plops off, and there's Jason, and I love the fact that, like, Jason had wastes no time, and just immediately goes to kill this guy, he just, he tries to deflect it with his dad's head. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's a shield. Yes. Like,
0: Holy shit.
3: Like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, for me, it was scarier. Um I'm gonna have to agree with Walter a little bit, where it's like I like sleep, so Oh yeah. You know having nightmares of that kinda would fuck me up. I don't know, it's like that's why I say it's a good like mix between the two. They transition well. They're both like classic freddy and jason horror, you know that so i don't know i guess for me it was kind of even
0: yes um i will say one thing though i feel like i know i kind of went i'm going back on this but i'm thinking about it now the scariest person in this movie is definitely laurie just she's cute and all but like she's kind of annoying (laughs) throughout the movie (laughs) but i feel like it's in the best way so, number one, her name's Lori. We got two, you know, we're making references to the horror franchises. So, I did like that fact. But uh, when we're introduced to her and her friend group, it's kind of like, uh, it feels really weird to me. This is where I got the most, like, brighter Chucky vibes, especially with the camera angles going on. But, like, Lori is this shes I just kept writing down, like, she doesn't really have a character other than she has one thing that she's about. And... I, I hate this kind of trope in movies, but she has dead mom syndrome where everything every other thing she talks about is her dead mom. <laughs> and that's the central mystery to her character. But I don't know how do you guys feel about Laurie as our final girl in this movie here?
3: Final girl? Um I mean she's she's she can be annoying sometimes. <laughs> but uh she was also, you know, smart sometimes as well where she where they thought of the idea of you know, kind of bringing him out of her dream, you know, waking waking her up and bringing Freddy out of her dream with her to help Jason. So, I mean, she had her moments.
0: Yeah, she definitely had her moments. It's just the, fact yeah, that she just takes a little long to get there. She's kind of, I don't want to be mean because she's just she does really good. It's just the I think the character itself, the way she's written, is just kind of like. And this is a final girl. Instead of having, like, a unique thing, it's just kind of like, my mom died, and my <laughs> my boyfriend from middle school was locked up somewhere.
3: <laughs> no, he moved away. She didn't know what happened to him.
0: Oh, well, yeah. We'll get to that. But I think they're the best characters of the movie because they're the ones that actually do something.
3: <laughs> yeah. Everyone oh. just parties and have sex. Regular <laughs> Friday 13th stuff, you know? And... Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> How, how, OK, um, Prince, question for you, since because I, I want to get your perspective, since you're not the biggest horror fan or horror watcher. Are you familiar mm-hmm. with the whole final girl trope? And how do you think how do you think about this particular final girl?
2: Final girl trope.
0: All right. So, you know, in uh, specifically in slasher movies, you traditionally at the end of the movie, you get a final girl or a, I guess. Oh, no, it's it's always been a final girl. Or just the virgin, if you will. But they kind of make fun of it in this movie. But the, your final girl is the, basically the last character that will be alive and stop the killer or get away from the killer. It was popularized by Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween. Um, hmm. And it kind of became a thing, especially as other women kind of grew of power, which uh, would be what? Sydney from Scream. Uh, there's another one that I can't think of that right now. From uh, Oh, no. Um, what's, her, what's her name from Texas Chainsaw?
2: I was sitting here ever since you said she was kind of annoying. I was sitting here trying to think. Like, I'm like, damn, I I don't know if I just didn't really pay attention to Lori or or what happened. Like, I don't really have a anything to like. She, I mean, she was cool. Like, yeah, right. That you yeah, know. What I'm saying? So I I don't I don't know if I if if I missed something or like I just wasn't paying attention to her all that much. But it's crazy because she's the main character. So. it's 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 like yeah Yeah. so i I mean i don't know she was just cool she was just there
0: yeah, that's my point. She was just, she was just kind of there. Like that's, I don't know. I find that kind of annoying when a character's just there and they're supposed to be the main character. So that's what I mean. But yeah, you, yeah. you got it. You got it. She was just, yeah. she got the story going. Like that's about it. Figure it out eventually.
3: All your friends are dying in front of you. Whatever.
0: Yeah, like all of her friends are dying, and she insists on like focusing. I, I like how focused she is. I'll say that. Like every person that dies or she finds dead, she immediately goes to the next plan. Like she doesn't really get enough time to grieve. <laughs> Like uh, there's a tradition. There's a tradition in these Elm Street movies where after the after the main character's friends die, they immediately go to school the next day.
3: Yeah, <laughs> gonna go to school. Traumatized as fuck.
0: Her dad was like, "Come <laughs> on, drink <laughs> your juice." <laughs> she was like, "No, I'm gonna just go to school. Drink your
3: yeah. juice, Lori. You'll be better."
1: I, you know how bad I wished that like uh. Nancy and like Tommy Jarvis would have shown up.
0: Uh that that probably would have been a good idea.
1: Bring in legacy characters from uh both of their pasts that both of the ones that have, like shut down their their reigns of terror or whatever would have well, been
0: would have been. I guess again canonically, canonically Nancy is dead. Spoiler. No, that's true. So you, you don't really have anyone and I think who who was who would have been left after Freddy? No, I think he killed all of them. I mean, they got, got one girl. No, because this is this is definitely after Freddy's dead where Freddy is sent to hell. But this is like in the Friday the Friday movies are kind of weird. The one the timeline is all over the place as far as like what happens. But um I think this the the last movie to come out before this one would have been Jason Goes to Hell, but this movie takes place after um uh, mm, uh, wait, what? I'm trying to remember. This this movie takes place a little the whatever movie was before Jason goes to hell is where this movie picks up excluding Jason X. So I want to say is it Manhattan? It's very hard and I'm not going to google it. No, yeah, it
1: it was uh it was Part 8 Manhattan. Manhattan uh, was right
0: goes he, to hell, yeah. Where he melts to death. <laughs> it, it, was,
2: that, was that
0: the one with uh Rhymes? No, no, so that's that's Halloween Resurrection. Oh. Now, you, yeah, nah. hey, cook, you almost had it. And break. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, anyway, uh, back into this movie. Um, let's see, I want to talk about some more of these human characters. We got Kelly Rowland here, probably the most famous person of this young cast here. I don't know why she's in this movie, but I love her in this movie. She's not... Attitude. Yeah, she's not doing well acting wise. A lot of her lines kind of suck, but she's 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 doing everything else right. <laughs> I'll say
3: that. she's a good friend.
0: Yeah, she's a, she's you know she's um I feel like this is this is one of the tropes that I kind of go back and forth on, but I like the fact that she is kind of making fun of it, which is brings in that whole corny factor, but you know, if you know 90s movies, especially in horror, there was the whole trope of the black friend or the black friend to the <laughs> to the the main character you know they do this a lot in Candyman, or this was i yeah i noticed it a lot in candy man because she's like here and, and sounds of the lambs where the main character who was a white woman has a black friend who's not in the story but she gives advice and then doesn't show back up again until the end of the movie and i like the fact that she's throughout this movie she's constantly by her side being one of the main characters but all she really does is give advice and then kind of tell people off so, I, I like the fact that they're kind of hinting at that trope, if that was the intention. But anyway, what'd you guys think about it? Or about her, I should say.
1: I like, uh, I mean, she, she ended up becoming friends with the nerdy guy that she had, like, uh, quarrels with, like, the whole fucking movie, where she was constantly getting into, like, diss battles and everything with him. Like, just, yeah. they were just ripping on each other throughout the whole fucking movie. And then finally at the end, like, as he's bleeding out, she's like, yeah, we <laughs> Linderman, I like Linderman. Uh, Yeah, but I mean, the the scene where she gets her nose plucked off by Freddy coming <laughs> out of the magazine. Oh, dude, I didn't know this, but apparently it was a mixture of CGI and practical effects. Apparently, they actually had like Freddy's glove coming out of like a green screen page. Just super dope. Mm. But she she was a fun character to have in the movie. That De- definitely gave a lot more. Like, I guess. Charisma to yeah, to the boring. rest of it. When, yeah, because there was a lot of the cast that was super fucking boring. Lord. But she was yeah, she was she was fun. Um, uh, anyway, that's that's my take. Anyway,
0: yeah, I agree. Yeah, Kelly Rowland. That that was the word I was searching for. She has charisma. It's just her acting is not very good, but she has the the presence. She fills the screen really well. Um, Kevin, any thoughts on Kelly Rowland? I can't yeah, she. not remember.
3: I forget her name. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah she's there it is. sorry.
3: She's a she's funny to me. I like the little roast session she has uh, with Freddy at the end where she's like roasting him. <laughs> I thought that was that was hilarious. And like he low key if like Jason wasn't there, like I, I think he would have had a, a breakdown low key. <laughs>
0: She, yeah, she gets to use the F-slur we can't use anymore.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: always forget that's there.
3: <laughs> Christmas sweater. <laughs>
0: Butter knives. Excuse
3: Butter me. knives compensating for something that's small. I'm dead.
0: Which is hilarious because Freddy does attack little girls.
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Which we kind of skipped over the beginning, but that whole beginning was weird. Where he he introduced, I do like the fact that he voice over us in you know catching us up on the previous movies. Which I gotta appreciate the the uh, the flashbacks to other movies. But the, he he has his little girl trapped in the boiler room at the beginning, And then licks her picture and then kills her. And I'm like, that is very uncomfortable. Yeah, he's like oh, This is the remake yet. This is the remake yet. You
1: can't be doing this shit yet, Freddie. Any-
0: Yeah, like we gotta wait about a decade or so. But like, (laughs) yeah, I thought he was just yeah.
3: They forgot about me. What children?
2: Stop it!
4: (laughs) Stop it!
3: (laughs) They're not your children. I did like the the intro, like going back, flashback to the original Nightmare on Elm Streets. I thought that was cool. um yeah, he gets a nice little voiceover intro and that's where we get that feeling of more this is a, really it's more of a Freddy, a Freddy movie because of that, him needing Jason to re- make them remember him. So that's why, you know, that's why it feels that way.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, which is probably the smartest thing that, yeah. i surprised not a lot of other villains do this. You know, if you're already in hell, drag someone back with you, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> that feels really. Just the fact that he's like found Jason was like, you know what? I'm not going to use him.
3: You know what? I'm going to wake his ass up. <laughs> <laughs> wake hey, up, Jason. Get, get, the get your ass
1: up. Get your ass
3: up. Go kill some
1: people. So, wait, so that makes me question like were they both just chilling in hell? Because technically, Freddy went to hell, and also Jason went to hell. Were they just. Already in hell together or just different teammates? I don't know.
0: I that is a new level that I have never thought about. My guess is that okay, my guess is that Jason is in the actual hell that we think about, and Freddy he tends to kind of live in like a limbo. Um, so he never really dies, like he can't really die because he's a demonish thing and he's got a deal going on. So, my guess is because he mentioned that they the only reason he's not fully back. Is because they forgot about him. Like they success at that, that. They successfully erased his memory from the last remaining children. Which, in every Elm Street movie, is the last remaining children. <laughs> well, he has got this uh, quote-unquote new generation, and so they've hidden him. But um, because what this would be after West Crave is a new nightmare. Doesn't count. So this would be after part. This would be after Freddy's dead. I think he, he explodes in that one. So. He's not dead; he's just kinda like not existing either. if that makes sense say
3: he's asleep
0: oh, oh you want you want points for that? <laughs> I like a cookie <laughs> oh man, but yeah, I do oh i do like we'll talk about the nightmares in a sec um but yeah i that is a good question my guess is that uh, Jason was in actual hell while but then again he says Jason was asleep I guess that's just hyperbole hyperbole but cause well Jason when we're introduced to Jason he is I'm guessing in a Zombie. yeah cause he's like he's killing people in his dreams which is even more terrifying the fact that when he's not killing he's still dreaming of killing people but what
1: um... um, he does I guess yeah <laughs> wait so Going back to what we were talking about earlier, when his body got blown to smithereens, how did he come back? <laughs> Freddie make him a new body? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I guess.
3: They well, buried he's... him after they machine-gummed him down. Yeah.
0: yeah, okay, 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 I remember now. So, this movie is supposed to take place after, I can't, I can't remember which one it is. Is it Seven, where it's Jason versus Carrie, the telekinetic girl?
1: Oh, part 7 with, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay yeah So um,
0: this canonically in canon This movie is supposed to be taking place After that So it's like it's like a that. few So technically this movie's not in the 2000s But it's supposed to be in, in Friday the 13th timeline And I don't know where I heard this from I think I got this from It's just general knowledge He It's supposed to be taking place a few years after He was dragged back into the lake But when we're introduced to him he's laying in the ground so I'm guessing that part of lake dried up maybe. But he he's you know he's supposed to be down for the count after fighting a supernatural girl which that's a movie you should definitely check out if he wants something wild cuz because... <laughs> Oh part 7 is
1: bad ass. I it, not because not because it was like really well done because the uh I always forget the name of the company the guys the guys that like give ratings to movies back in oh,
0: oh, what is it? Siskel and Ebert
1: Oh, I can't, I can't remember. But, but but they kept, like, slashing down the movie, and they were like, no, it's too gore, it's too gore, it's too gory. So, like, half of the kills that uh, Jason was supposed to do in Part 7 were, like, cut from the movie. So, like, most of the gore, most of the blood was just gone, and it was just, like, shitty close-ups. But at the end of that movie, yeah, the telekinetic girl just, like, drowns him in the lake. I guess
0: that's how we yeah, get some fight. Her... Her zombie dad like jumps out of the lake and then because oh yeah (laughs) that that's a movie for another day but um yeah these 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 Friday Thirteenth movies are wild when you just kind of like give them out of context (laughs) oh yeah so yeah when we first meet Jason he's dead and or sleeping I guess they're both sleeping but I guess my answer would be that Jason is in actual hell and Freddy was just kind of cruising around looking for a way to get back.
3: He's like, hey, buddy, uh, <laughs> got something to do? Got something for you to do? Get to kill people.
0: I will say this Freddy is mean to Jason. Like, this is the meanest.
3: Oh,
0: He's he an dogs. asshole.
3: <laughs> he dogs his ass the whole he, movie.
0: The whole entire movie. <laughs> he, This man is doing a favor for yo ass, and he is just treating him like shit the entire time. When he
3: really gets into his head is when he becomes really mean to him.
1: Oh yeah, because he turns him into baby Jason. Yeah, with a finger knife in his freaking forehead, and you're like, all right.
0: Honestly, like, the, the cleanest baby Jason has ever looked. Like his head's not that big, his eyes not that far, you know, far apart. Because any other version of him, he looks like oh a yeah, sloth from the Goonies. But this- yeah, yeah, <laughs> he all right. Um, I want to talk about the nightmares that Freddy gives, and then we're gonna move into Jason's kills because Jason is the one that kills most of the people. I think Freddy only gets like one kill, technically, maybe two. But um, starting with uh Prince here, how'd you feel about the nightmares that Freddy gave in this movie?
2: Uh, uh the nightmares. It was uh. <laughs> no, you Hold on. Come come.
0: Yeah, come back to me, come back to me. Yeah, no problem. Uh, Kevin, how'd you feel about the nightmares? Did you know? Did they work for you? Were they scary, creative? How'd you feel about them?
3: I like how you said earlier that he had to build his power up. And, you know, like, his early nightmares, they were kind of freaky, but he wasn't that strong. So it, it was some that were better than others, for sure. Um, like the one that uh, Hunter said, the magazine one, that one was kind of freaky, where she's thinking about prosthetics and everything on doing like her, whatever fixing her nose and her nose just fucking comes off it's ripped out of her face that, that, I thought that was cool
0: that line though I've got your nose
3: no, I got your nose <laughs> there it goes she throws the magazine, fuck <laughs> But um, yeah, no, I thought they were they were okay, you know. Leading up, they you know they were they're kind of mid, but I like how he takes them eventually back to the old boiler room and everything, and gives that old Nightmare on Elm Street feel. So, yeah, that was that was cool. I thought that was uh, that was cool eventually, but
0: uh, yeah. Definitely. What about you, Hunter? How how do you feel about the nightmares, uh, Freddy's nightmares in this one?
1: I like the uh the f- The very first initial one where it sets the tone, where, uh, what Laurie is walking through the halls of, I think the police station. Yes. And the missing kid posters start like looking at her as she's walking past, and the blood is disappearing, as it's like trailing behind like whatever's there. That's it. Set the tone really well. It 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 gave us that feeling of like oh shit, man, Freddy is back.
0: He's back. <laughs> you know. And he is pissed. <laughs> All right. Uh Prince. You got anything?
2: Yeah. I feel like the I feel like they was kinda of weak, I ain't gonna lie. Because I was sitting over trying to remember one. <laughs> They're kinda of weak. The only one I felt was, was pretty dope was the one when uh he uh the dude he dropped the the pill down the drain. Oh, and then, uh he was trying not to go. Yeah, he was trying not to go to sleep. And then um, Freddy was his dead brother. I feel like that one was kind of hard, but other than that, I, I feel like that was kind of weak. But I ain't gonna lie.
0: I agree. That one's that's the one that get that gets me the most, honestly, because he's back. <laughs> not only does he burn a message to this man's back, but the fact that he like uses blood to like tie him to the floor like that's, yeah. that. Yeah, that looked like it hurt. And then again, everybody's just flinging around in this movie. He starts like dragging him across the room and just throwing him everywhere. yeah <laughs> oh, poor Mark, um yeah, I think the the nightmares I I do honestly I do lean towards Prince. these aren't these are some good nightmares, but compared to the other movies, even the, the more like not good ones, these are kind of like they're very grounded nightmares. and I feel like if you have a movie with Jason, you would amp it up a bit here. They're they kind of felt like they were kind of staying a little bit too safe, uh, you know. Because I, I, I full disclosure, I do like the remake, I think it has a lot of great ideas, and I think that one has a lot of good nightmare sequences in it. Obviously, the first one has some good nightmare sequences. Women, sequences. Dream Warriors, uh, I would even throw in part four, four and five, I think, are the best ones when it comes to nightmares because he really builds a world with those. But this one, it felt very safe. Like, the one in the police station is good. They're they're freaky. They're scary. Um, again, <laughs> the Freddy worm was really good as well, if that's a nightmare.
3: <laughs> I think he was just high as fuck, dude. <laughs> the fiddler.
0: I do like the, the line. The Freddy pillar Yeah, I do like the fact that he was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's light up real quick. He's like, dude, that's a cop. He's like, and?
3: <laughs> What's he going to do? Arrest me? Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's my pops. Uh, he 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 shotguns the stoner dude, the the Freddy, the fredderpillar. Yeah. Shotguns the stoner dude after bringing out the bomb. He's like, dude, yeah.
0: It reminded me uh, again, same director, but it reminded me of uh, Bride of Chucky. If you know, it, like towards the beginning of that movie, where um, Chucky and Tiffany smoke a joint, and then they end up uh, blowing up the van or blowing up a, a police car. And as Chucky's yeah. doing it, he like crawls by this one dude that's smoking. He's like. He flips him off and then crawls away, and the guy's like, "Rude fucking doll, man! <laughs>
1: Rude fucking doll, man!"
3: <laughs> i don't even concerned why there's a doll crawling.
0: Right, like there's a sentient, ugly-looking doll crawling next to you, and your ass is just like, "Fuck that guy!"
1: <laughs> I get stoned out of his fucking bag. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> All right, um. Trying to make sure I got everything before we move into the kills because then we'll probably end after that. But uh, Oh, oh, as far as the nightmares go, I do love the – I think some of the best things about Freddy's creating nightmares is the little nuances, you know, him sliding his glove against the railings of the boiler room is always something that's will forever be terrifying if you ask me, just as a sound because it, it just kind of makes your skin crawl. But, like, <laughs> if you've seen Nightmare on Elm Street movies, there's one little detail that always shows up that will – if you notice, if you notice it, you will forever notice it. But it's the fact that he always inserts a sheep somewhere in in these movies, <laughs> and you first see the sheep in that first uh, nightmare where uh, after the police station, Laurie's at in front of the, her house, and this is a sheep standing in front of it, <laughs> and it is, it's a detail I always recognize whenever I'm watching Nightmare on Elm Street. It's like that's in every movie. He just you either hear a sheep or you just see. He just places a random sheep somewhere in the movie, and it's like. That's fun. That's because you know you gotta count sheep to fall asleep. I don't know. It's kinda cheesy, but I, I enjoy it. I just love the fact it's just oh there's a random sheep there. And somehow they never know they're dreaming. Oh
3: yeah. I count those. Like, Sleep I totally time. A,
0: Yeah, I totally had a pet sheep before I went to bed. <laughs> Wait a minute.
3: Dad. Oh. See the
0: sheep? <laughs> All right. Um I think we can go into the kills here. Um oh did anyone catch Hypnosil? Uh, that's the the medicine for oh, the kids.
1: Yeah, it's brought back from the old, the old nightmare movies.
0: Yeah, that just goes into how like horrible the pa- like Freddy Krueger is a child murderer, but I believe the parents of Elm Street are the most horrible people. All right, so uh, first kill we get is in a dream sequence. It's not really a re- really it's not really a kill, but I just wanted to bring it up because titties. She had really nice.
3: <laughs> yeah, just
0: had to appreciate. Agreed. That. Yeah, hell yeah. Not gonna lie, I paused. I paused. It well, technically, it
3: wasn't a kill, though, because it was a dream.
0: Yeah, but titties.
3: I guess. <laughs> honorable mention, because of the titties.
0: Not even an honorable mention, just like, it's, it's you know, top five, top five at least.
3: <laughs> top five? We've seen some more titties, though, in the we shower. Did.
0: Well, it's not as good as those, in my opinion, but it's two each to row. Uh, I will say though, Jason with this goddamn machete, he was a sharpshooter. This man never misses. Oh, sniped some
3: people, bro. He sniped <laughs> the dude, the fat dude <laughs> running away from him.
0: And the fact that you can never hear it coming.
3: <laughs> they all just freak out. Like,
0: what just happened to him?
3: <laughs> they like they didn't even see a machete fly by. Right. <laughs> you
0: would you would hear it. You know how big a machete is. You would hear it in the air. But nope. <laughs> You're just
3: throwing it like a throwing
0: knife, man. <laughs> and the fact that like it hits people and it just like sticks into a tree or like a, a sticks into the ground like that.
3: Well, his his machete launches people super far away too.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it, it just launches into things like a harpoon, right?
3: Like a spear.
0: I'm <laughs> yeah. I'm convinced that uh that machete is made out of the. Uh, the blue turtle shell like that's what it is
3: it's made out of the um the same material jason x was
1: <laughs> just just adamantium so that yeah. we can cross over into the into the marvel universe i
0: was about to say who would win thor's <laughs> hammer or the yeah. jason's yeah. machete
1: <laughs> you have to be evil to
3: pick up this machete <laughs> Oh, yeah. How evil are you?
0: <laughs> Not evil enough. All right. Uh, so the real kill would be uh, Trey, which is funny because that's my nickname. But Trey, he is kind of an asshole to uh his girlfriend Gib, who that actress is known a lot. She's uh, I think I know her best because she was in one of the remakes of Carrie, but she's also in Ginger Snaps. I know that's like her big thing, and she shows up here and there. Um, she's done a couple of TV shows. Uh, but yeah, she, her boyfriend, she goes. they, they have sex, and then she goes to take a shower, and he decides to drink beer, and Jason just appears and folds him into a taco.
1: Yeah, that's, that's my favorite kill of the whole damn movie right there. He stabs him, <laughs> just folds him into a V. Yeah. Like, I'm back, baby. <laughs>
3: it's,
0: over-
1: it's so good.
3: It's overkill. He's like, mm-mm-mm, so many times. I love the fact that.
0: I love the fact that Jason doesn't even give him a chance to run away. He like looks no. at him, turns around, and then just starts stabbing
3: him. So, oh man, you you said you're back? I got you.
1: <laughs> Jason, the chiropractor.
3: Yeah, <laughs> oh, for real.
0: It's
3: like uh, you come see me back uh two weeks.
1: Yeah.
0: Just that he's there dead. <laughs> and then after that. um, they freak out. I do like the. I do like where they're all freaking out in the street, and Lachlan Monroe's character pulls over. Which I know this guy. I I know he's been in a ton of stuff, but the the movie I think of when I see him is Little Man. <laughs> like, I don't know if anyone remembers that. <laughs> of course, baby. <laughs> but... Yeah, of course.
3: And his it's his brother and him, yeah. Yeah,
0: and then, <laughs> and, then and then you know scary movie. Uh, I'm a big yeah. fan of Riverdale So he was on a couple of seasons of that Playing a very serious character But every time I see him I just think a little man And it's like is that is that your baby? <laughs> <laughs> but uh So yeah th- th- they're running the street And they're yelling and he was like can I help you guys? What the fuck do you think? <laughs> and she's like covered in blood And uh the, poli- the police in this movie kind of suck as- I mean police in all horror oh, movies dude. suck But these guys were like no 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 We're not even going to fill out paperwork <laughs>
3: They're all just hiding facts from the kids. Like, shut up. Don't say that name.
1: <laughs> but I thought sh- sh- She hears it anyway. They talk yeah. loud enough for her to hear it
0: anyway. Yeah, She says that... I love the fact that all it took was her to say his name and then boom,
3: nightmare. Yeah. I like the little um, hallway scene in school where she's talking about him. And then <laughs> everyone just pauses somehow to listen to what she has to say.
0: Man. Okay. The people at Never the school. Never that quiet. The people at the school. I know they were loud, but the people at the school were nosy as hell. Every anytime anyone said anything, everyone stopped to look at them. I'm like, these extras did not know what to do at all, because <laughs> they just like they just stopped when um when was when uh, Kelly Rowland's character, which uh yeah, she's like yelling about uh Columbine or whatever, and then there's people standing around looking at them. I'm like, I know she's loud, but like mind your damn business, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see who else is, uh, after that after oh yeah we talked about uh trey no blake and his dad they get the the machete kill uh with the head right after that uh yeah i think it's the uh the cornfield is that the cornfield massacre which yeah. Goddamn. yeah her
3: friend, friend goes first Wait, is there a friend? huh yeah her friend goes first right oh yeah the yeah. The red yeah.
0: girl with the hat, yeah, you know, she gets drunk almost she almost gets raped, but
3: her boyfriend, yeah, her boyfriend comes back like Freddie being an <laughs> asshole. She gets knocked out, like she goes to sleep because how drunk she is. And yeah. She almost gets raped. That was that was horrible.
1: Yeah. And then yeah, and then Jason proves himself as uh the good guy in the movie and yeah. promptly murders him.
3: It's like mm. That's not right. I'll, I'll kill both of you.
0: Yeah. Freddy throws a temper tantrum. <laughs> killing. Like, I'm my children. I... Oh, man. Um, before I go any further, let's just go ahead and say, who, who's your favorite kill? Uh, Hunter?
1: Like, my favorite kill of the entire movie? Oh, yeah. man.
0: Favorite kill of the entire what? movie.
1: It's either the guy that gets folded in the bed or Freddy at the very end when, mm. when uh... Jason, like, walks out of the water with his freaking head in his hand.
0: <laughs> Just no fingers it, it, and still able to hold that entire head.
1: Yeah, I... We don't gotta talk about that. His, you know, his palm grip strength is enough for him <laughs> to be holding a whole minute.
0: Oh, man. Uh, Prince, do you have a favorite kill in the movie?
2: Yeah, uh, it's probably... What's that, uh... The first one you said was, was it Trey and his... His in, girlfriend? In the bed? Or his... Yeah. <laughs> just like yeah I, that one. Yeah, that one or uh or Kelly because I mean that was crazy. Like Yeah. Like damn. <laughs> it's, the,
0: it's the way she falls too. Like she uh, smacked into the tree and then like falls
3: down. <laughs> right. That's yeah, crazy.
0: Oh man. And then uh Kevin, what about you? Favorite kill?
3: I mean, yeah, the intro one was pretty pretty dope. But uh Dude. Favorite favorite kill. Um, I don't know, man. The, the the machete on fire and launching it across the cornfield was pretty. was yeah. pretty some, some something else for me.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, what, what I wrote down watching that scene is like there is nothing. I believe there's nothing more terrifying than a giant on fire Jason <laughs> chasing you chasing you through a cornfield with a flaming machete. Like, that's... That's pretty... That's hell incarnate right there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Imagine you oh. think you'd escape. Yeah. No, I, I will say... I think another good one... is, uh... when Freddy is in that one dude's body, the sonar dude's body...
4: Oh. And...
1: he stabs Jason with, like, the... the sleeping shit, or whatever it is. I can't remember what it is. Hypnosis. And... Yeah... And uh, Jason just rips him in half. He just like right in the middle of the hallway, and you're like, "Whoa!"
3: Yeah, he's just like, "Okay, what was that going to do?"
1: He yeah, just rips him in two.
3: Fucking fruit like, slices, ass. <laughs> he's like, "Let me handle him,
1: bitch!" I immediately gets killed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he still drugged him. I guess that was the whole goal. Oh, yeah. He didn't care. <laughs>
3: Yeah. He I... tried to put him to sleep forever huh? or whatever.
0: True, but like damn. I will, oh, in the uh the security guard, he just like he gets, he gets smashed Bro, by I
3: He's a trampled.
1: Oh, unfortunate. It's like I was I was one week from retirement. Right. Damn.
0: <laughs> That's always the joke. This <laughs> is my last day. Yeah. Damn. Oh, I want to say who was my favorite kill. It for me it's between Linderman's death I won't say it's my favorite but it is kind of like sweet but also like hilarious the fact that he gets he gets he gets launched across the cabin and he gets stabbed in the what spine <laughs> <laughs> so he's just bleeding out I'm like damn <laughs> just, just scratch just scratch go go like, what, what are the odds you just get stabbed by a a, a loose what was it like a, a coat hanger or something like that Like
3: it was like a bookshelf thing you know like where they oh.
4: yeah <laughs>
3: That's how strong he is, bro. You get launched, and it's like anything that's in the way, you get just <laughs> wrecked by it.
0: Yeah, I don't think hmm, I want to say. Yeah, it's probably that linderman. Just the the, the way it happens was just my was what nah, that's why it jumped out to me. So if I was to pick a favorite, it probably would be the the bed, just the, the folding. <laughs> like, this is how futons work. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, bring out the gas bed. Oh Lord! <laughs>
0: <laughs> the gas bed. I'm just glad it wasn't. You know what I... Oh, sir. No, I'm just glad it wasn't one of those couch ones, because then he would he really would have been yeah. fucked.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: Damn, it's fucking stuck. <laughs> but I
1: learned something about that movie. the uh is it the director, uh, Yu? I can't remember his first name. Yeah, something, Ronnie, something.
0: New. It's just Ronnie Yu.
1: Yeah. Uh, apparently, he he was a super big fan of comic books, like, all growing up. And that's why so many of the hits and the kills are, like, them flying everywhere. It's because of, it's from, like, comic book influences. So he wanted everything to be, like, like it was a comic, but in a movie. <laughs>
0: But I appreciate uh, it. Like...
1: Yeah, that fact and, moment, it's like he went all four, man. It didn't it, matter. And uh, if you notice,
3: like some of the kills are like some of the things, like when they're fighting, they have like sound effects in the background. When like uh, I forgot who it was. I think it was Jason getting um, pinball machined in yeah Freddy's <laughs> boiler room. Ding,
0: ding, <laughs> ding, 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 ding.
3: So I, I thought that was cool.
0: And then, yeah, I think that should bring us to the fights. Yeah. And then we'll talk about the fights and then we'll probably end for the night. Well, yeah, let's talk about the fights. So what I counted now, correct me if I'm wrong. I counted three rounds that they go into. You get the first one, which would be uh, Freddie and Jason in Dreamland in the boiler room. Then round two would be uh, would be Jason's Nightmare. And then round three is them at Crystal Lake. Is that is that right? Or am I missing? I, there may be four if you count Lin, if you count Freeburg possession and the. I mean, that technically wasn't a fight. <laughs> oh shoot! I counted three rounds, which makes it pretty even. Yeah, yeah. Because I I know
1: I know Freddie definitely won. He definitely won the fight where he was throwing him around like a pinball, and then like stuck his finger into baby Jason's head.
0: <laughs> Poor Jason. I know uh, yeah. in the horror community, uh, a lot of people back up Leatherface as being like, you know, just a, a boy, like a, a child. <laughs> like they treat, for some reason, they treat the the face guy as a like a the good boy. But I don't know, Jason, he is just kind of a, a kid. <laughs> he's just an overgrown kid. And they really emphasize it here. So when he's like trembling, Freddy just digs his claw into his head. It's like, ah. Don't do that. Leave our boy alone. <laughs> Leave him live her alone. No. Start with the hunter here. Yeah, what what do you think about the fights? And uh, you already said that you thought Freddy uh, definitely won the first round. Just gonna continue going on to that with the second and third.
1: Because like I, I'm also getting confused too. Because the the very first real fight was in the nightmare. World, right?
0: Yeah, in the boiler room was their actual fight, and then and
1: he was, he was throwing Jason around like a rag doll. <laughs> and he, I mean, it, I mean, Jason gave him run for his money, but then you know, Freddy was like, "Well, this is my reality, so I can do whatever I want." Yeah, you get um, the whole,
0: you get the whole, my arm, my other
1: arm, it's like yeah. my arm. He starts laughing. But it, the
0: second round is.
1: Is that when they're both in uh, the real world?
0: So, I would, yeah, I that would be, I want to say, no, I think they're still in the nightmare. was it, Is it Jason's nightmare? So what happens after the camp? No, they fight in the, because, then um, shit, hold on. Because Jason is drowning, or Freddy is drowning Jason at one point, and then that kind of triggers another fight when he kind of snaps out of it. And then they have the third fight when Freddy is dragged into the real world
1: which I will say was an even fight until the end because like Freddy was using those um those like what are those like gas tanks those propane tanks he was like hitting the the valves and, like launching Jason into shit but <laughs> yeah. once once Jason was able to like get in close to Freddy it was over but, like hand to hand combat it's like you know, Jason had the advantage. Freddy was able to do some damage, but, I mean, he he eventually... Jason eventually kind of won. I mean, Freddy's not dead. Obviously, he can't technically die, but Jason kind of won in the very end. Fired at torpedoes. Uh, but I, I just love how comically insane the the fights were, because it was just... It was so wild, And it showed the strengths of both of the characters really well. Because Freddy, you know, showing his advantage in the Nightmare uh, world and, you know, just having that full power over his, his domain. But Jason is fully rooted in the real world with paranormal, like, benefits. You know what I mean? that, like, super strength and, like, the regeneration, the fact that he also can't technically die. And it it shows that, you know? It's just these... Like you said way earlier, it's two life characters going at it.
0: Definitely. Um, Prince, what's your thoughts on the fights here?
2: I feel like Jason's getting his ass with the whole movie, for real. (laughs) Damn. I mean, I mean, he... To me, he didn't really win for, like, at the end. I mean, he had to get help from uh, Lori. You know what I'm saying? Jason, uh, Freddy had his ass pent up. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't... I think they kind of uh, I think they kind of wanted uh, didn't want Jason to just kind of uh, like, be overpowered. Because, I mean, going into the movie, you would think, oh, shit, Freddie's about to get his ass broke. You know what I'm saying? So, but that wasn't the case. Uh, at least, that's what I thought. But,
0: Which yeah. makes sense, because Freddie does have a lot more abilities than Jason does.
2: Yeah, yeah, but I, just thinking about it, I wouldn't think like a matchup between them two. I would never think that it would be that close, and maybe I probably because I don't know, you know, that much about Freddie. But yeah, it wouldn't been close if I would have had to pick I mean, somebody.
0: If it helps, Freddie did get his ass kicked by a black guy <laughs> in in what part three? Part three. There's a character named Kincaid who was a black guy, and in Dream Warriors, there's a whole. Uh, there's a whole the whole point of DreamWorks that the kids get dream power so they learn how to fight back against him, and so there's a yeah. fight scene between Freddy and this black guy, and Freddy gets his ass kicked. Oh. So yeah, I mean, he like
1: literally run through walls.
0: And yeah, yeah, he, he like he juggernauts him through a wall. <laughs> <laughs> really like the Kool Aid Man because he's wearing a red shirt, but yeah. <laughs> so you're not you're not far off. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Kevin what's your thoughts on the fights Uh,
3: I mean I'm gonna have to agree with Prince Where it's like He could have done Better like Jason He could have done better I don't know why They kind of made him seem Like he was helpless but then again that's where We get that matchup you know like That feel Like oh this is how it would be To go against someone that's Almost as equal to you so, but then again, it just didn't make sense because, like, he was still strong as shit in the yeah. actual world when he was just a regular person. You know what I mean? Like, right. he shouldn't have been as strong as Jason. That's true. He, you know. So, but I thought that I really liked the the last fight for sure. I thought that was cool. I thought that the fight at Jason's. Camp Crystal Lake was was pretty awesome and how it, it kinda transitions well to where it shows Freddy um in in the dream, you know, with showing what happened to Jason and everything and him just kinda fucking with Lori still.
0: Yeah, him fucking corpse. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that, was <funny>. <laughs> <laughs> that thing is fucked. Yeah, that's an image that will never leave my head. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I agree. The The end fight definitely on the dock is great uh, with the, just, them just annihilating each other. Uh, I do love the fact that Freddy gets stabbed with his own glove. Like, that was great. <laughs> uh, you kind of, again, you kind of go into physics, but I don't know how that really works. But that, that was fun. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think here. Oh, okay. And then it will probably end here. But uh, one of my favorite moments of this movie is the fact that uh, we got Will, who is somehow still alive. But he, <laughs> Jason, well, when he breaks into the cabin and when they bring Freddy out of the dream world, Will gets like sliced in the side or like in the side of his back. And it's a pretty big gash from what they like show. But for some, somehow he's like always running and he's still going. So it's like, I don't know how fast this fight is supposed to seem in their world, but the fight does go on for about a good like 20, 25 minutes. And so, it's like, is Will bleeding out? I'm pretty sure Will's bleeding out. So, by the time he's in the boat, I'm like, I'm pretty sure Will's dead. <laughs> or he should be dead.
1: Yeah. lost a lot of blood.
0: Right. I'm Say like... Nah. <laughs> he's, he, was I'm, watching, I'm watching this fight, goddammit. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, also, Lori, too. She was cut, like, a billion times, but... I know. She was burned. Yeah, I guess they just... You, you, uh, but it still... Oh yeah, she does get burned. I was like, "When?" But yeah, she does get burned. That's what brings him out. But, yeah, uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> there yeah.
1: was there was a lot that was cut from the movie during that end scene where lori yells out it's freddy versus jason take your bets
0: oh yeah that's that's in the trailer that was the place of your bets yeah. so, so I'm like um who are you talking to <laughs> there's only two of us yeah. left
1: and freddy talks to the audience at the beginning of the movie he like looks right at the audience and is like i'm not strong enough i'm going to let jason have some fun
0: well, <laughs> I, mean, like... I mean yeah that's true but it makes sense for jason i mean not jason but it makes sense for freddy
1: but. Kind of like spell for her in a way
0: yeah. <laughs> like she just gains the ability to see the fourth wall. It's her dream power.
4: <laughs> oh, my oh, dear. God.
0: All right. So, yeah, uh, they with again, Will's probably bleeding out, but he helps her light the, the dock on a fire. And Jason and Freddy kind of an- annihilate each other. A big explosion happens. They Everyone falls into the water which was fun seeing everyone just the power rangers themselves into the the lake <laughs> uh freddy gets stabbed in his own glove uh oh yeah so laurie does recreate the friday the 13th by decapitating freddy which is great and they're both presumed dead i put in my notes is will still bleeding out the credits haven't rolled yet and he hasn't moved <laughs> in the background he's just sitting in the boat <laughs> Uh, and then, yeah, the film ends with, um, yeah, the film ends with this iconic ending, just Jason rising out of the water, holding Freddy's head, or palming Freddy's head like a basketball. Freddy wings at the camera. My, my main question at the end of this was, like, who do you think won overall? Or is it a tie? Or I have a third, a fourth option, four, a third, a third option. I can't count. A third option is, it, was this all a dream? Uh let's start with let's start with Prince. Prince, who do you think won or do you think it was a tie or could it have been a dream?
2: Ooh, I kinda wanna I kinda wanna say Freddie won.
0: Even though he you know he got his head chopped off and all that.
2: <laughs> but I mean it's I just don't feel like Jason really won like that. Like, you know? So I, I would lean more towards Freddie. I think Freddie won.
0: All right. One for Freddie. Kevin?
3: Hmm. I mean, it's really who comes out victorious in the end, so Jason won technically but Freddy won the rounds you know so <laughs> he, i i guess Jason won cuz i mean like you said he palms Freddy's head at the end so all right all right
0: and uh Hunter who do you think won okay i i think they technically both
1: won in a way because i know this seems like a cop out but i have an explanation uh <laughs> Freddy's whole purpose was to get his name back into the world, right? So he can gain his power. Well, that's what he accomplished at the end. Even if his head was chopped off and, you know, he technically doesn't really have a body, it doesn't matter. His name is still out there. He still has the power to resurrect and come back again. But Jason also killed, like, the most people out of the like the entire movie. He killed a lot of people and you know walked out of the water still you know standing on his own two feet with Freddy's head in his hand so in like in a way they both got what they wanted and they both won i mean you know what yeah. i mean <laughs> i'm trying to say yeah
0: yeah so what i'm hearing is that we got one for Freddy one for Jason and one for a tie which is fine yeah. with me yeah. um I, mean, I could agree with all of them I think it is left ambiguous for all of the answers to be correct, uh, depending on how you see it. I've always seen it as because I'm also a big fan of the Rocky movies and it's always about either you go the distance or you're the last one standing. I think Freddie went the distance, but yeah. overall Jason is the last one sta- physically standing. <laughs> and yeah. So I lean more towards Jason, but I do agree. Jason does seem like he kind of gets his ass kicked through the entire movie. But he outlast Freddy, which is, you know, if even, I know this past, I don't know if you guys like watch YouTube videos. I mean, obviously you do, but if you guys know like Death Battle, they they do like their whole like matchup between like fictional characters. And the big thing this past like October was who would win between the, the silent giants, Michael Myers or Jason. Uh, I recommend checking out the video, but spoilers, but, or I mean, if you still want the information, it's there, but. Obviously, I've always thought Jason would win. Like I love Michael Myers, but Jason would outlast because he just has the stamina. Like he, no matter what, Michael hey, Myers, yo. yeah, like <laughs> Michael Myers still has That's to. Though. He still has to. Uh, what is the thing he does? They call him a rest period. Like he still has a rest period. Like he has to like stop for a bit, or he, he takes too much damage. But Jason just of course, keeps going.
1: Whereas Jason is just like he's. Just a walking tank. He's he's a revenant. He just doesn't
0: go down easy. Yeah, like you literally blow him up. Just why you should never step foot in New Jersey. I'm just kidding. I'm cutting that part out. But
4: uh, <laughs> anyway, it. Yeah,
0: I don't want to upset anybody. But no, uh, I've never been in New Jersey, by the way. Don't don't cancel me. Uh, overall, yeah, I I lean more towards Jason, so technically but I also can see that it may be a dream like not the entire movie but if you they tend to do this with most of the Elm Street movies they're like oh it's a dream I don't think the entire movie was a dream but if you look at it through Jason's perspective I think most of this movie was a dream for him and so he's just going through it uh, I do like that Freddy winks at the camera though but um, I, I lean more towards, more towards Jason with that being said Let's get to our final recommend so we can go to bed. Uh, Do you recommend Freddy versus Jason? Start with you, Hunter. 100%. If you're a fan of horror, you'll
1: love it. It's just fun. It's a good time overall. All
0: right. And Kevin?
1: Yeah,
3: I would recommend it. It's like how Hunter says, it's fun. It's fun to watch a matchup like that. All right. And
0: Prince? Uh, yeah, most definitely.
2: You know, two um, horror giants. Collide in one movie, yeah, definitely. I would recommend. It.
0: All right, are you are you interested in checking out either one or both franchises now after rewatching Freddy vs. Jason?
2: Yeah, I definitely gotta watch. I gotta watch. Uh, yeah, I definitely gotta watch. I'm gonna check them out.
0: All right, all right. And uh, it's obvious for me. I recommend it. It's a fun movie. Uh, I didn't even get to mention this earlier, but I do love the fact that this movie is only an hour and a half, and it does not feel like it. It moves really fast. Like uh, obviously, there are some in coherent things because a lot was cut out as hunter was saying and also logic doesn't seem to be a thing for this movie again it, how how long does it take for you to get from ohio to the suburbs of ohio to the the woods of new jersey in such a quick amount of time um like you were saying or were they both in hell or was just freddie chilling out somewhere and decided to just reach in Uh you know how long was how long was jason out where where does this movie take place in both franchises there's there's things like that, but other than that, this movie's fun. It's a fun ride. I recommend. I highly recommend it. It's, it's it's definitely one of the best, if not the best, of both franchises, and it's fun. All right. Um. With that being said, guys, thank you for joining me on this little bonus episode. Thank you, Prince. This first episode. Yeah, well, got they, me on.
2: Yeah. I got I got a question. I got a question for the group. Yeah, what's up? I don't really like how they did. I don't like how they did Trey in the beginning. Like. You and your girl getting to it, and then she just jump right up afterwards and hop in the shower. Like, are you feeling some type of way about that? Like, she shouldn't be able to have that much energy, right? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they did him wrong. Damn. What'd you,
3: what'd you think He about? was also a dick, though. So true. Yeah. Okay. I guess it depends
0: yeah, so. on how hard he hitting it. Honestly,
2: that's what I'm saying. So it's like they did him wrong. And then he get folded up afterwards. <laughs> this is all bad.
0: He wasn't doing it right then. That's his fault. <laughs>
2: Shit. He ain't
0: put yeah. He ain't put it down. He, <laughs> made, he was, and we uh, see a bit of it. He was making her do all the work.
2: Yeah, and then she jumped up. That's
0: good. That's good. <laughs> <She's> <laughs> like, yeah. She did. Yeah, yeah, she did get up pretty fast. Honestly. <laughs> yeah.
2: <Shit.
0: laughs> see, these are the important questions. Honestly.
2: <laughs> I just want to know, like,
0: how would, y'all, how
2: would y'all feel? Like, y'all ain't thinking about it, or is it, it is what it is.
0: It would have I would, you know me you know me I would be sitting there like did this did, what, did I do something wrong was this what I do something she you are not at least limping
4: I'm
0: sweating your ass just get up like that I I would be pretty depressed honestly yeah I gotta work on me babe I can't do this
3: sorry Trey couldn't be anymore. me sorry Trey for real yeah. All right,
0: uh, i don't know so, what he was doing oh yeah it was just me yeah i'm just okay yeah <laughs> that heavy like thinking now um but yes thank you guys for joining me on this podcast i'm so happy to have you guys on i would love to have you guys back kevin i know you'll be kevin. back hunter Prince, definitely would love to have you guys back again um even for these more uh this is just kind of like a again this is a, a subscription episode a bonus episode so again, audience, thank you for paying and supporting the podcast, and I hope you enjoyed this episode, but I would love to have you guys back on our main feed as we get into some a very diverse group of movies that we're doing this year for this season. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for joining. Great having you. Thank you guys for listening. Um, if you want more of the Murder podcast, tell your friends and family, and you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Audible, and right here on Anchor. And wherever else you get your podcast. With that being said, we will catch you again on the murder board. Usually I come up with a, a, a nice clever line, but I can't think of a nice clever line from this movie. That wouldn't be cheesy. All I can think about is man, the torpedoes. Freddy
1: versus Jason, take your bets. <laughs> bitch. You gotta, bitch man.
3: you gotta You gotta leave that in there.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's how we're ending it.